Welcome to the Irwood Group's Beyond Resilience podcast with your host, Keith Irwood, where we talk about business continuity planning, disaster recovery, crisis leadership, and past disasters to provide you insights to better planning and contingency strategies so you can prepare, prevent, and profit. Hi, Keith Irwood here, and today I wanted to talk about what makes for the foundation of your business continuity plans, or ultimately how to determine what your critical business processes are, what are the risks to your business, what are the impacts to your business, and how to determine the financial impacts to your business. One of the first steps in creating a resilient business is to determine what your critical business processes are. Now I know what you're thinking. Aren't all of my business processes critical? It may seem that way at first, but no, not all your business processes are critical. Another way to look at it is what is my core business? Critical business processes definition. While there are all sorts of complex definitions of what defines a critical business process, I like to keep things simple. We'll define critical business processes as the following. Key business activities essential to the delivery and output of products, services, achievements, or deliverables that, if not completed, would result in the loss or delay of revenue, result in damage to the business reputation, or result in fines or other regulatory punishment. If you're still unsure, it's okay. You can determine which processes are critical to your business by asking some key questions. The key questions to ask, one, is this process tied to the life and safety of anyone? Two, is this process tied to a customer deliverable? Three, does this process result in directly generating revenue? Follow-up questions to this are, what is the percentage of revenue generated from this process? If this process is stopped, does it result in a delay or lost revenue? Can this revenue be recouped later? Four, if this process is stopped, does it impact our business reputation? Five, if this process is stopped, does it result in a fine, break a contractual agreement, or impact customer service level agreements. Six, if this process is stopped, will we lose a key client? If the answer is yes to any of these questions, it is possible that this is a critical business process. The big exception here is if instead of losing revenue, you just delay when revenue is collected and will gain all of that revenue back once the process is restarted, in this case, you may be just be able to wait until you either resume normal operations or until a later time after your other critical processes are up and running. Next, let's take a look at risks. Do you know what the risks are to your business? Are you located in a flood zone? Are wildfires possible in your area? How about earthquakes, tornadoes, or hurricanes? Aside from the natural hazards, 
Are you at risk of a fire, theft, vandalism? What about civil unrest or transportation issues? What about human error, intellectual property theft, disgruntled current or former employees? What if your building became inaccessible for a day, a week, or longer? If you know your business location is susceptible to any natural hazards, you can simply look for them on your local city or county or even state websites. They can usually be located under your local emergency management office website. Sometimes they are also located under a sheriff's office, police, or fire departments. If you can't locate them, try calling your city or county office and asking where you can find this information. When thinking about the risks to your business, think about the absolute worst case natural hazard that can happen to your business. Once you determine what the hazard or hazards could be that impacts your business, you need to start thinking about how they will impact your business. Can they cause complete and total devastation to your business location? Could they force you to lose merchandise or inventory if you have physical goods? How would this stop or delay your business? Can you shift to another physical location? Is shifting to another location even possible? Would this cause you to lose a customer? How does this impact your location, facility, town, city, or region? How does this impact your data? Can you access your data? Where are your critical business documents and can you access them? What about employees? Are they impacted? If so, are they okay? Can they even get to or come to work? Are they able to work remotely? Do your customers know if you're still open or where you are if you relocated? How about your vendors? Next, you might want to measure the financial impacts to your business. Most businesses do not take the time to calculate the potential financial impacts to their businesses. Many businesses that are impacted by disruption are unable to accurately calculate the real financial costs to their businesses and many never fully recover for this reason and ultimately close their doors several years later even if they can recover in the near term. You may be surprised to learn that most large enterprises have difficulty calculating the financial impacts from their last disruption. It is vital that you calculate your potential estimated losses due to a disruption so you know what you're facing, have proper insurance coverage, and so you can recoup and know your recovery costs and do a cost-benefit analysis of your recovery strategies. Now here are some questions to ask. What are your current financial losses? Are they true losses or are they delayed? Did you have any losses from the loss of a key client? Can you recoup these losses? What about the financial loss of inventory? How long would it take you to calculate these losses? Can you calculate these losses? Can you pay your employees while you recover? How long will recovery take? Have you accounted for lost productivity costs and time to make that up? Now that you have calculated the financial impacts to your business, you should be able to determine the following. What is the maximum amount of downtime your business can be closed 
from a financial perspective. This is traditionally known as maximum allowable downtime or MAD. Additionally, for each critical process you have defined, you should be able to calculate the financial impact to your business if each is down. For example, if you have a process that generates 5000 per day and your business is open five days per week and it is down for one week, that would total a $25,000 potential loss. Continuing with this example, let's say you deem it is acceptable to incur a potential loss of up to $15,000, but losing more would be unacceptable. This means that you have a recovery time objective for this process of three days, meaning that you intend to restore this process to limit your losses to no more than $15,000. If this recovery time objective is the longest your business could tolerate and the potential loss could cause you to have financial issues, you would have a maximum allowable downtime of three days. You could go further still, adjusting your recovery time objective to two days, resulting in up to $10,000 as a potential loss, with your objective being to recover in two days or less, with three days being the maximum time frame you would want to have this process down. Additionally, you can also look at how much data represents an acceptable loss. Many small businesses back up their data just once per day. Typically, this is done at the end of the day when everyone goes home or in the middle of the night. Basically, this data backup represents 24 hours or one day, giving you a recovery point objective of one day or 24 hours. Let's say this represents an acceptable data loss point for you. Let's look at a little scenario. Let's say you have an outside vendor that comes in once per week to pick up your recovery tape drives. And yes, people still use these, but your business has determined they need an RPO or recovery point objective of one day. You suddenly come in on Friday morning to learn that there was a fire overnight. Your vendor picks up the tapes on Friday mornings and your business operates on a Monday through Friday schedule. How many days worth of data did you actually lose? The answer is you lost four days worth of data. While you have a recovery point objective of just one day, you have a recovery point actual of five days. This is because the data, while it was backed up, is still vulnerable to the same impact as data stored directly on site, which is five days or four days in this scenario. This example points out a typical flaw in on-site data backups. That is, while you may be doing nightly backups or daily backups, the data is still stored on site. And if so, it is vulnerable to the same impacts as the data on your server or at your facility. This data would either be considered lost or would have to be rebuilt, impacting the time and cost it would take you to recover. You can fix this by having your vendor pick up the tapes more frequently, adjusting your recovery point objective requirements, or moving to a different type of data protection or accept the risk. Now that you know this information and using your financial data, you should be able to determine the exact amount of time you can go without being open. The next thing you can do to increase your business resilience is determine 
which applications you use in your business that are required by your critical business processes to function. Do this simply by listing out the critical business processes and which applications are needed to support and complete these processes. For each of these applications, list whether it is hosted on your premise, at an offsite data center, in the cloud, a third party SaaS or software as a service. If you're not sure, ask yourself, do you own and or manage the application or does another company? Add that vendor and the application recovery time objective, recovery point objective, and maximum allowable downtime. One last thing to note about your data and third-party applications. It is your responsibility to back up your own data input into third-party software as a service applications. This is also called shared responsibility and is often overlooked by many businesses. You see, the software as a service companies do backups, but they back up their application, not necessarily the data you're inputting into their applications. Make sure you have a way of accessing your data during a disruption or disaster and that you're backing it up. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Beyond Resilience. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Visit us at beyondresilience.tech for more resources on today's topic, as well as information on past and upcoming episodes.